0: Welcome to Rooted. I'm just going to take a deep breath before we even jump into this. You guys, I had recorded an entire episode. It was actually the longest episode I'd ever recorded. It was like an hour long and I accidentally deleted it. I don't know where it went or how I did it. I spent like two days going through my entire laptop, every folder, all the trash and couldn't find it anywhere. And so here we are. I am recording a brand new episode. I didn't have any notes or outline of my last one. I've just been freestyling this season. And so I have an outline this time. I have notes, but I had to just have peace with it. I was definitely devastated for like five minutes because I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like I had just poured into this mic for like an hour and it was all gone. And so God did not want that episode out. And so I've got to just have peace that He wanted me to re record. And so here we are. How are you? <laughs> I hope your week has been amazing or your last couple weeks. I know it's been about 2 weeks since we all last checked in. I hope everyone's great. I appreciate uh those of you that have reached out and just shared some of your own takeaways from this and just it's really really appreciated. It's kind of like God giving me a confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be sharing. And honestly, it encourages me to go even deeper so that it can reach you where you're at. So I really appreciate it. I hope everyone is well. This is officially take two of this episode. And I'm excited. I know dating, depending on how you view that word or what your experience is with it, everyone's going to have a different takeaway from this. And I want everyone to have a different takeaway. All of our experiences are different. Our perspectives are different. And so at the end of this episode, I want you to remember that My experience is my experience, and your experience is your experience. What works for me may not work for you. What I look for is not what you have to look for. I think we are so inundated with this is the way to do it. This is what works for me. This is how you should do it. This is what you should be looking for. At the end of the day, above anything I say today, above anything we get into, go to God. Like, Ask God what he wants for you. Ask God what he desires for you because that is how I approach dating. Like, God, what do you want for me? And sometimes I'd be going off track and that's when I get in trouble, but I always have to come back to, God, what do you want for me? Because at the end of the day, He sees my whole book that's been written. I can only see this chapter that's in front of me. And so I trust him far more than I trust me. So I pray constantly for discernment that I can see what he needs me to see, that I can hear what he needs me to hear, that I really can make responsible choices here that are bigger than me. Because at the end of the day, when I approach dating or relationships, I want to build something that is bigger than me and another person, but really is a foundation that brings glory to God. And so we'll we'll definitely dive into that. I don't want to get too deep too quick. I'm going to walk you through the shallow end first. So if you listen to my last episode of Rooted, at the end of the episode, I talked about the requests that I get to discuss more about letting go and going through breakup. I've shared content related to those topics on my TikTok, but I definitely wanna dive deeper into it and create an entire episode of it. But while I was really, you know, praying on it and thinking about how I wanted to set that up, I came to the conclusion that I really wanna set this up orderly and with a foundation. So in this episode, we're starting with the foundation of dating and then each episode that comes after, we're gonna build onto it. We're gonna then move on to relationships And then get into the letting go and breakups and all of that really fun stuff that we've all experienced at some point. So to start this party off, I want to take you back to about 10 years ago. I was 23 years old in my therapist's office, and another relationship of mine had just ended. And I remember specifically telling her, I just bulldoze everybody that I'm with. I wasn't saying this to brag to her. I was saying this because it was a repeated pattern of men that I was dating and getting involved with. I was specifically choosing men that I felt were safe and where I would hold the control because at 23, I believed the person who cared the least held the most control Y'all, I can't even begin to tell you all of the beliefs that I had when I was 23 about dating, about relationships, and I can only laugh at myself now. But that also required a lot of unlearning, right? Because if you think about when we're dating, we're either drawing from our own experiences or what has been modeled to us. And if neither of those were healthy, Please trust we're going out there with not the greatest perspective. So I'll, I'll dive into that later. So I'm in this therapy session and I told her, I've accepted the fact that the person I end up with will be in love with me and I will love them. I won't be in love with them, but I will love them enough. And that is okay with me because knowing that they were going to be a good husband and a good father was worth the sacrifice to me. And I specifically told her those exact words. So she said, Catherine, how are you willing to sacrifice something you've never experienced? Because at that point, I had never been in love. And so we're having this conversation back and forth, and I'm explaining to her that because of the way I was raised, the experience I saw, the marriage I saw modeled to me, I knew that it was worth the sacrifice because of that. And I'm not going to go down, you know, the rabbit hole of that right now. But we each have a reason why something is important to us. Like there's a deeper meaning to it. And so her and I are having this conversation and she told me something that I will never forget and I have held on to since then. She said, Catherine, there are so many mediocre things in life. Do not allow love to be one of them. And I didn't realize the magnitude of her statement in that moment, but who did I learn as time went on about six months after that session, I had gotten into a relationship where I actually did fall in love for the first time in my life. And it was amazing. And it was all the things. And we'll definitely dive into that at a later episode, because then obviously I went through my first real, real heartbreak, but I share this part of the story because When I did experience truly being in love for the first time, it forever changed how I dated. Because before that, I was in her office saying, no, I'm fine as long as they're going to be a good husband, a good father. Like, I don't need to be in love with them, but I can love them as a person and I'm okay with that. Since I experienced that feeling of truly being in love with your partner, I can never sacrifice that feeling. And I go back to what she said in the sense of, you don't know what you're sacrificing. Now I do, like ignorance is bliss. Now I can't sacrifice it again, right? There's not one thing that can ever replace that feeling of being truly and deeply in love and having that reciprocated. Now, with that being said, What I learned from that relationship is that love isn't enough. Now stick with me for a second. Through that relationship, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about love and how I give love, how I need love. But I also learned that it takes more than love. To create a long lasting relationship. That's ultimately what brought that specific relationship to an end. Is that with the big stuff. Our core values. Our beliefs. Our wants and needs for our life long term. They did not align. And I was so in love. That I could not see that. But he could. And it's something I'm very grateful for because he was able to see what I was so blinded to. I had tunnel vision. Like we are in love. This is all we need. We are going to get married. We can create a family because we love each other. But it really does take more. And this is for me. Maybe you have a different belief and that is just fine. Again, please do what works for you. But this is definitely something that I discovered that in a long-term partnership, because I'm looking for something for life, right? It takes more than love to build a solid foundation. And as the years have gone by, I have built a stronger and stronger foundation of what I want that to look like, what my needs are, what my non-negotiables are. Like dating for me has been a lot of trial and error, right? Like some things work, some things don't. And then you kind of go back to the drawing board, create a new plan, and then you go back out there. And so I'm very grateful for each experience I've had because I've taken away something from each person. Some things are like, I definitely know I never want that, not going down that road again. And some of them was like, wow, I didn't know I wanted that. Or I didn't know I needed that. I think before starting any kind of dating, you need to be honest with yourself before you could be honest with anybody else. Like it really does start with you. Like, get honest with what your reason for dating is. Is it just to have fun? Are you dating so that you're not alone? Are you dating to distract yourself? Are you dating because you are genuinely ready for partnership? And the keyword is ready. Not that you want partnership. Are you ready? Because please trust, those are two very different things. Are you dating to avoid yourself? To avoid sitting with yourself, facing yourself? I want to share a quick excerpt from the book, The Untethered Soul, such a great book. And it says, if you feel loneliness and insufficiency within your heart, it's not because you haven't found a special relationship that did not cause the problem. That relationship is your attempt to solve the problem. All you're doing is trying to see if a relationship will appease your inner disturbance. If it doesn't, you will try someone else. The fact is however, external changes are not going to solve your problem because they don't address the root of your problem. The root of your problem is that you don't feel whole and complete within yourself. If you do not identify the root properly, you will seek someone or something to cover it up. You will hide behind finances, people, fame, and adoration. If you try to find the perfect person to love and adore you and you manage to succeed, and you have actually failed. You did not solve your problem. All you did was involve that person in uh-huh. your problem. That is why people have so much trouble with relationships. You began with a problem inside yourself and you try to solve it by getting involved with somebody else. That relationship will have problems because your problems are what caused the relationship. I remember when I read that, I was like, damn, like I felt red. It was such a great insight of really what so many of us have experienced in our own relationships. And I've been on both ends of it, right? Where somebody else used the relationship to work out their own problems or avoid their own problems. But I've also done it as well. Like I think we have to be very, very honest and hold ourselves accountable for things that we've done and not done. Because like I've said before, what we don't reveal, we don't heal. And I know I want to really be honest with myself about things I've done, things I need to do better. And here's the thing as well. We don't need to be completely healed to be in a relationship. I think sometimes we then get scared of like, okay, I just need to keep working and working. There's so much I need to do. And we scare our own selves off from wanting to get involved with somebody. Listen, do I think we should do some healing on our own? A hundred percent. However, we're never going to be fully healed like we arrive at this destination one day. It is a journey, not a destination. And the beautiful thing about relationships is that they can be a great place for continued healing. But I know for me personally, I have done my own healing journey with codependency. If you have not looked up what codependency is or read a little bit about it, I highly encourage you do that. So a quick definition of codependency. Codependency is a circular relationship in which one person needs the other person who in turn needs to be needed. And to be honest with you, it's much more layered than that. That's just a very basic, basic answer. If you're looking for more information, the book Love is a Choice is an incredible, credible resource that dives a lot deeper into this and really how this is rooted and formed in our childhood and our upbringing. For me in dating and codependency, I had to identify that I attract men that are emotionally unavailable and they have this like deep brokenness within them that only I can see, that only I can understand. Therefore, I'm the only one that can help them. I'm the only one that can help get them the help that they need, the healing that they need. And this is rooted from the relationship with my father, which is why I believe getting to the root of why you attract who you attract, why you desire or want or need what you need, getting to the root of that is what's going to provide you clarity of the why behind it. You know, through each of these experiences, I can only imagine God laughing at me like, oh, oh, so you can save them. Okay, tell me how that goes. Oh, you're the only one that could heal them? Why don't you tell me how that went, Catherine? Like, please trust I have learned repeatedly, like God is the only one that can truly save change or heal. Like it is not me. Catherine is not the hero here. I don't need to be the savior here. Can I help somebody? Yes. Can I bring them resources for healing? Yes. But I am not the end all be all. And I think I take on that savior complex and more than just my romantic relationships, but it pours out into the other relationships in my life. And I feel like God is very much like, woman, if you do not get out of my way, right? Let me be me. You do you. And shout out to therapy, because that has really helped me realize that. And for me, therapy is a non-negotiable moving forward. I have dated enough men to know that I need the next person that I am with to have gone through therapy and worked out what they need to work out to a degree, right? Because we are always a work in progress. But like I was saying, I need to know you've started some kind of healing journey on your own. Now, I'm also gonna say this, if you are expecting this from somebody, You as well need to provide this. We cannot ask for what we are not willing to give. If you yourself have not gone through your own deep healing journey, if you yourself have not gone through therapy, I personally feel like it is unfair to then ask that of somebody else. In general, I just think it's very good to get a good idea about what your non-negotiables are, what your needs are, what your wants are. I think sometimes we go through the motions of dating without getting clear with ourselves of what our vision is for this and what our intentions are for this. In the Bible, it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Now, if you don't have a clear vision on what your yeses are or what your nos are, you are more willing to accept whatever comes along and much more willing to negotiate with yourself. And none of this is to shame ourselves, to make ourselves feel guilty because please trust, I can't count how many times I've negotiated with myself. I can't count how many times I've bent my own boundaries where I'm like, I said I wouldn't date somebody that XYZ and then here I was, right? And then we're upset with the other person. But the truth is, I was upset with myself because I'm the one who didn't respect my boundary in the first place. I'm the one who didn't let my yes be yes and my no be no. And so I can see that and learn from it. I don't need to shame myself for it. So a couple months ago, I sat down and created a list of my wants and needs from a partner. And I had never actually done this before because I created you know, lists in my head of what I want, what I need. And I was like, God knows the desires in my heart. But Sitting down and typing it out was important because it allowed even more clarity for me as to why I need what I need. And I know I was talking about getting to the root of things earlier. Now, I'm not going to share my entire list. I am going to grab a handful of things and then explain why it's important to me. So one of them was therapy. I wrote, this is a non-negotiable. How can you take care of me? if you are not taking care of you. I desire a partner that is constantly pouring into themselves so that they can pour into me. Now see, because I desire a partnership with God as the foundation, I wanna be spiritually led by this person and know that they are capable of doing that. But if you are not being led yourself, I cannot trust you in leading me. Another thing on my list is emotional maturity and connection. Now, I have learned, and I'm not saying all men, but a lot of men are only able to get to this place within themselves through therapy, because a lot of them have not gone down this journey. A lot of them haven't learned this, and for women as well, but I date men, so that's who my experiences have been with. I remember a couple months ago, I had gone on a date with somebody in Right off the bat, I think like the first to second time we had gone out, they asked the best questions. And I was like, oh, you've been to therapy. Like, and he had, he had been in therapy, was still in it. And it showed like, I cannot tell you the difference of emotional availability of a man who has gone to therapy. And I'm not saying this is a one size fit all. This has just been my personal experience. Another thing that I have written down is consistency and stability. I know for me personally that I struggle with consistency in my own life. Therefore, having somebody that is solid is something that I need to help balance me. I've also just learned how unattractive inconsistency is with a person and within a relationship. If you are not familiar with attachment styles, I definitely encourage the book Attached. It's a great book, a great resource. It really dives into the different attachment styles that there are. You know, there's anxious, there's secure, and then there's avoidant. When I have dated people with the avoidant attachment style, it then really increases the anxious attachment style within me and creates a whole lot of inconsistency. And I just can't do that anymore because I've dated somebody as well that is a secure attachment style, which then allows me to operate in the secure attachment style. And I'll just say this, secure feels a lot better. And so I do need somebody that is stable and consistent beyond just external things, but internally as well. At the end of March, I had created a Hinge profile. Now, I had been updating apps for months. The first three months of the year, I really was just spending time with God, pouring into myself the way I know I needed to pour into. And then I knew after the first three months is when I was going to put myself back out there. And so somebody that I was texting with, we were having great conversation and you know he was checking all the big boxes. However, I pay attention to the details because I think in the past I've made mistakes of getting distracted with checking off the big boxes, right? They look great on paper, but I didn't pay attention to what was behind the paper. Like, have you gone to therapy? Have you done any kind of work on yourself? Do you know how to be alone? Like, all of these things are the details that are behind all the shiny things that look really good at first. And so I was texting with this guy, and again, we're having these very deep conversations, and he starts to get inconsistent. And immediately, that's a red flag for me. I have now learned that I don't play with red flags. I think I could make excuses for somebody if I was interested in them, that I would negotiate again because I wasn't respecting my own boundaries. But now I am very particular and specific on what but I will and will not accept because I just don't have time or energy to waste. So I communicated with the guy that I need consistent communication if we're going to move forward in our discussions. He completely understood and said he would work on it. It then literally happened 24 hours later. And I said, listen, I wish you well. I just don't think our communication styles are compatible. Like, I'm not upset. There's no harm, no foul here. That's what dating is. Like, it doesn't need to be that serious. And he was like, okay, I respect that. I am learning to walk away the first time something doesn't feel right within me. And I bring it to God because God knows the desires of my heart, what I want, what I need. And at the end of the day, I am operating from a place of abundance and not a place of lack. And I really think that's important to check in within ourselves when we are dating. Because if you're dating with a mindset of scarcity, if you're dating with a mindset of lack, then that is what you will attract. Because at the end of the day, we accept the love we believe we deserve. So get in touch with what you truly believe you deserve. Because if you feel like, well, this is the best I could do. Girl, no, it is not. There is so much more out there. There is so much better out there. God will never take away something without giving you better. So do not. Hold on to something because you think this is the best I can do. Let me tell you something about the God that I serve. Like that is never it for us. He always has more. We serve an abundant God. Now, I am by no means encouraging you to always be looking for better and never being content or happy with what you have. That is not it at all. But I'm speaking to somebody who deep down feels like they are settling or deep down feels like they are negotiating with what they truly need because they believe that this is all that they are worthy of. Which is why so much of dating really starts with us knowing our value, knowing our worth, because if you do not have a true and healthy belief system set up about yourself, the consequences are detrimental. And I know I've talked like this before where I'm saying, I know it sounds dramatic, like good, it is supposed to sound dramatic because who we allow in our lives has so much influence and that influence can go either way. The effects of that influence can pour into every area of our life. So yes, I think you need to be choosy when choosing who you allow around you. And that goes beyond a romantic relationship. For me, myself, and I, I view partnership on a much bigger scale of what God wants to do with it. God and I very much have an understanding that this is much bigger than just me, and I can dive more into that when we get into the relationship episode, but for dating, this is exactly why I am specific, and I make no apologies as to what I'm specific about. And you shouldn't either. Listen... Sometimes the people around us, they do, they love us, they want what's best for us, but they do not always know what is best for us. You know, we have all been in a situation where we're second guessing things about someone or a person we're dating and we bring it to our friends and they're like, no, but girl, look at, he does this and he does that. And listen, sometimes that is helpful because it helps give us clarity about the entire picture. However, Sometimes it is a disservice because deep down, you know something is off. Deep down, you know something doesn't feel right. But we allow other people to convince us to not trust ourselves and what we are feeling. Which is why it is so important that my ultimate choices, decisions, and discernment come from God. As I've done my own growth and healing, I've really learned to value compatibility a whole lot more than chemistry because chemistry is a very conditional, temporary thing. In fact, if I didn't feel that like right off the bat, I would write somebody off because I'm like, I don't know, I was just bored with them, right? Here's the thing. I got used to emotionally getting addicted to such high highs and low lows that somebody who was stable and was peaceful actually seem boring to me. And that's a whole nother episode of digging deep within ourselves and getting into those things that come from our childhood of learning the household that I grew up in was very much an emotional roller coaster. And as human beings, we can become addicted to emotional states. And so again, that's a whole thing that I had to dive into with therapy, but really now learning dating that that chemistry, those butterflies, those really intense emotions and feelings, I don't trust them and put as much value as I used to. Something else to be mindful of don't be so married to the idea of getting married that you kind of just overlook everything from here to there. What I mean is you're so focused on the end goal of what you ultimately want that you are much more willing to compromise on things or completely look past things because you're so focused on that end goal like take your time get to know this person and I mean really know them. Because at the end of the day, somebody can be telling you, yes, I want marriage. Yes, I want, like, they can tell you all the things that you want to hear and you're like, wow, we want the same exact things. But at the end of the day, words are just words. I pay much more attention to somebody's actions. And not just their actions in the beginning, because in the beginning, we're all on our best behavior, right? A couple months in is when the rose-colored glasses start to get a little, you know, less tinted. And, you know, it's something to always keep in prayer as well. I'm like, God, allow me to see this person clearly. Allow me to see what you want me to see. For my birthday last November, my mom had gotten me a devotional, and it said, Prayers for your future husband. And man, my brother and I got a good laugh out of that. My brother was like, don't you need a man first? And here's the thing. The devotional was not about like how to get a husband or anything like that. But it really just talked about different aspects to be praying for, whether you're married or not. And honestly, I did feel very weird about reading it. I don't know why I felt weird about it, but I did. However, it really got me in the habit of praying daily for my husband. And that's something I've consistently pray for that. God is preparing his heart and my heart for each other, that we are each doing the work we need to do to be prepared for one another. That was a 90-day devotional. So I did that from the beginning of January to the end of March. And that was kind of another thing. I wanted to finish that and dedicate time to really pouring in before I put myself back out there again. Because I do think sometimes taking a step back is very important. When we are going from person to person or relationship, relationship are we actually taking the time to really learn what happened in the last one or identify things that we want to do differently? For me, a big red flag is when somebody doesn't know how to be alone. When they've just gotten out of something and are now trying to just get into something with me, it's like, wow, what are you avoiding about yourself? And if you are hopping into things that quickly, most likely your past is not in the past, right? If you are hopping from one thing to another, you are most likely still dealing with that person in some capacity. And I definitely share that from my own experience of that, which is why a non-negotiable for me is you still being involved with your ex. Now, everybody is going to have a different opinion on that. Again, please do what works for you. And to be honest, this wasn't always my view. I actually was with somebody who was very cool with their ex and then, you know, introduced me and we were all friends, which my friends definitely felt weird about. However, it just wasn't a big deal to me. However, I was in another relationship where they were still very involved with their ex. It was still their best friend and it truly was detrimental to the entirety of our relationship. And now the fact that this is a non-negotiable for me moving forward is not just based off this one relationship, but really because of what my pastor had said, which really is if you are building a relationship and the goal is marriage, you're working towards marriage, how inappropriate it is that an ex is still present in your life in any capacity. And I couldn't agree more. I had never truly viewed it from that perspective, but maybe because I was never truly looking for marriage. But now that I know that that is my goal, I cannot have somebody trying to build something with me because that is really what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to create and build a life with somebody. I cannot do that when you are still holding on to your past life. It is not fair to me and it is not fair to the relationship. I will absolutely not have a third person in our relationship. That's a lie. I do want a third person. You, me, and Jesus, okay? That is it. That is the only third party allowed here. Okay, before I start preaching again, I'm gonna end with just a couple things that I've learned. That if you want somebody to honor you, you have to honor you. You have to honor your yeses. You have to honor your nos. Honor your feelings, your boundaries, because before anybody else can respect them, you have to respect them because you show people how to treat you, which is why I say make no apologies for being specific. Do not apologize for raising your standards. When you raise your standards and some people don't come with you, good. That was God doing you a favor. And pay attention to the details, right? Do not be distracted by the big shiny objects. You can love the big shiny objects. Nothing wrong with that. However, The details is where you're actually doing daily life with somebody, not the big shiny objects. And so pay attention to those smaller things. What's behind everything that they have that looks good on paper? And I'm not saying you need to be cynical or anything like that. I'm just saying, ask God to show you what you need to see. I know something I just posted about on Instagram the other day was, do you have your own joy? right? That's something very important that I never really thought to look for before. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is foundational. Someone may be really happy when we first start dating because now they have this love interest or they're really happy in their career at that moment, but do they have true joy? And listen, that may not even be on your radar or something you care about, but for me, Joy is a very foundational thing in my life. It is a very foundational thing about my relationship with God and a place that I've worked really hard to be at on a consistent basis. And so when somebody comes into my space and they do not have their own joy or I am their only source of joy, that is a huge, huge red flag and issue for me. They will either use me to be their source of joy or rob me of mine. Because misery loves company. Mixed signals, confusion, I don't have space for that in my life. If somebody is in a place where they are still figuring out what they want, I support that. I really do. I don't need to be in the picture in order for you to do that. I was actually... Talking to somebody I had met on Hinge, and we were just talking for a couple days. He had started listening to my podcast. I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous whenever somebody I've just started texting with or communicating with starts listening to my podcast. You don't really know what they're going to take away from it or what their response will be. And so this guy texts me like 24 hours later, and he was like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. He's like, I appreciate your honesty and vulnerability that you share. I think I need to go through my own therapy and I'm not ready for dating at this time. And I was like, good for you. Like, that's amazing that you could recognize that in yourself, that you can honor it. Like, go. You do you, boo-boo. Like, I was so grateful that he shared that with me. But I also was with my brother and I was laughing because I'm like, how funny. Like, (laughs) this man listened to a couple episodes of my podcast and was like, yeah, um, I'm gonna need to go get some help and I can't do this right now. I thought it was funny, but listen, I am always here for somebody being honest with themselves so that they can then be honest with me. Like, I genuinely appreciate that. Listen, find peace in this. What will be for you will be for you. We serve an abundant God and we serve a God who has such great plans for us we do not need to clean or beg somebody to choose us you have been chosen by the ultimate father the ultimate king you never ever have to beg anybody else to choose you to validate you to want you one of the most powerful things we can ever do is choose Ourselves. One of the greatest loves we can ever experience is loving ourselves and honoring that love with the choices that we make and the people that we allow in to experience us. Because please trust, you are a whole experience. Your presence is a present. Like, do not doubt any of these things about yourself because what has happened in the past, because of what you have allowed, we are leaving shame, guilt, anger. On forgiveness, let it all go because it is only blocking what God wants to bring in. Oh, and before I end, one more thing. Y'all, stop saying men are trash. Stop saying there are no good men. Stop saying they're all dogs. They're all the same. Let me tell you something. What we put out is what we attract. So if you keep the mindset that men are trash, they're F boys, they're this, they're that, you will never hear those things come out of my mouth. And I know you're not going to want to hear this, but my God does not create trash. You know what I'm saying? So if we keep saying men are trash, we are then criticizing his creation. Now, have I had trash things happen to me? Yes, I absolutely have. Y'all, I can make a whole nother episode on that. But I do not allow that to be my focus because then I am operating from a scarcity mindset and I refuse to do that to myself. Okay, I'm going to for real, for real end here. This is an affirmation that I say, not just for dating, but for everything in my life. God, show me how good it can get. I'm sending you so much love in these next couple of weeks. Until we talk again, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you. I'll talk to you next time. Once again, thank you so much for sharing this space with me please don't forget to click subscribe. And if you enjoy what's being created here, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review. But most of all, please stay connected. I absolutely want to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at connectedwithkatherine. Until next time, stay rooted.